It's time to ignite your life, empowering from the inside out. Stop comparing yourself to others. Imagine creating your lifeliness the way you choose. This is Now Women Ignite. You're about to meet some amazing entrepreneurs who will share their journey and the ups and downs that led them to where they are today. Listen with an open mind and heart. Now, here is your host, Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome to Now Women Ignite. This is a monthly podcast, and I am a local host here in Ogden, Utah. I reach out to entrepreneurs, to women, to men who have impacted the community in a way that no others can. My guest today is Kristen Vitter. Kristen, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you with us. Our show title today is Surf Up Success by Following Your Passion. And Kristen is a great example of this, and this is why she's on the show today. She has, um, you might have heard the phrase, from the farm to the table. Today's guest, Kristen, is one that has putting a new spin on that phrase. She's literally a girl from Kansas and now <laughs> is here in Ogden as her hometown. And she has totally taken that whole aspect of bringing the farm to the table in her career of what she does. So, Kristen... As my guests and as my listeners, each month, I love to just take a moment and just get grounded. So with my listeners, I love to get grounded. And like I'm repeating myself, but it's very important for me to, to do this. And so, Kristen, I invite you along with my listeners to close your eyes just for a moment. As you do so, take a deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And release. And another deep breath in through your nose. And then out through your mouth. And on this next breath, I invite you to put your hands up around your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. Taking another deep breath in. And releasing. And then repeating this sentence, I am worthy of my love. Repeat it three times to yourself. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in. And release. And then with your forefinger, tapping your chest three times, repeating the word accept. Accept, accept, accept. And one more deep breath in. And release. Listeners, I hope you took that moment with Kristen and I as we are grounded, as we lean in with our heart, we put the eagle behind us and the podcast is all about connecting, connecting women, connecting men, connecting humans together um, in whatever livelihood, whatever background we are. And breathing to me is a technique that I have loved and have grown to use daily when I feel panicking or rush and just like just being for a moment and how that just sees us. And my other, Chris, Chris, and the other thing I love are my affirmation cards. And I know I warned you about this, but you might have forgotten. <laughs> 
No, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have, I had made my own now affirmation cards. Um, and I thank you. I love them too. I'm so excited for them. I'm handing out for Christmas. You can go to my website and you can order them online. Karen at shinenowornever.com. And um, today when I was shuffling out the deck, Kristen, two cards popped out. And so I'm going to read one card to you. And as I read it to you, just share with the listeners what comes to your mind um, when I read the card. And listeners, get your pen and paper ready. Write down the affirmation and then kind of write down what is true to you and, and your thoughts. So the first one is, huh, I choose to release labels that do not serve my higher self. I choose to release labels that not that do not serve my higher self. What does that mean to you? What do you think about? I think, oh, I mean, you kind of already kind of broached on that a little bit with like me kind of changing my life, you know, coming out here from Kansas, kind of breaking free of the farm girl mentality, um, you know, the label that was so much of my life and my childhood and I love it and I will never deny it, but you know, it doesn't apply to really me anymore. Um, so that's kind of just like literally affirmation cards affirming, you know, that part of myself, even in the two minutes that we've been talking. So I love that. I know these cards are amazing. They just pop and I'm like going and each, each segment is a crazy big, how they relate. Oh, and here's the second one. Just breathe. <laughs> breathe. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that too. Like, I mean, yeah, we just did breathing exercises, being calm, feeling like, feeling this moment, like of this conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So listeners, write down the first affirmation, which which is I choose to release the labels that do not serve my higher self. And that's very empowering once you're able to release and let them go and then recreate who and what you want to become. And Kristen's going to talk about this in this episode today. So I'm excited about that. And then the second affirmation is just breathe. And that one really calms me. (laughs) So I love that. And Kristen, so Kansas farm girl. What the heck? What kind of farm girl were you? How did you farm? What'd you do? Tell um, us about yourself. <laughs> so I grew up in, it was, it's not like, um, for farm standards in Kansas, which is like the primary of the entire state is just farmland. Everybody knows when you drive through Kansas it's cornfields and it's wheat fields and it all looks the same. Um, you know, um, but like for me, we had a relatively small farm. Uh, so cow, cattle, horses, I grew up raising them, showing them, training them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing as much as like the agricultural work and that kind of side, you know, working the fields and stuff. That was primarily my dad. Um, I helped with like the hang side of things and whatnot, but I'm not really sure what your audience <laughs> familiarity with farming is. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of details, a lot that goes into it. Um, 
And I am, I'm so proud to have grown up that way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but in the end, it's, it was time for me to come out here and try something new. You know, I didn't want to be a farmer's daughter my entire life, you know? Well, and I think, um, farming's hard. It's a, I'm laughing to myself as I say that I'm saying it's a 24 hour job and you stepped right into a 24 hour job career too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As I'm like saying, this is like finally farming is that way, but so is restaurant business. And that is what you went into. Yep. You went from farming to the restaurant. And I love the fact that you do that. But before we go on to that, tell me what brought you to Utah? I mean, from all the places, what brought you to Utah? (laughs) I mean, so, I love Utah. Yeah. So. Um, well, one of the big draws is the fact that there's mountains here. I live 10 minutes from a mountain, um, which that in itself, sometimes I still like wake up in the morning and I'm like, are they still there? Like I look <laughs> out the window. I'm like, oh no, the mountains are still there. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, so the mountains were a big draw, um, but I hadn't actually been up here before I moved here. Um, the kind of the, the crazy the crazy story is I I graduated from college and I was like I'm just gonna go do something different. I I threw a dart at a map. I'm not kidding. Do I think that that was the wisest decision? No, but it all worked out in the end for me. Um, but. Yeah, that's that's the real reason of why Utah specifically, because I mean there's mountains in other states, but yeah, that is. I decided to just stick with it. I landed on Utah, so here I am. <laughs> I love that because that to me is just that freedom of um, releasing that label of farm girl and going, okay, I'm going to create a whole new life, and here I go. Yeah. And you just threw that dart and it just landed with my, like I would have been out in the middle of the ocean someplace. Going it took a couple tries. It took a couple tries. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, my, like I'd be like, North America, here we come. There we go. Well, that's awesome. So when, once you got here, so you graduated, what'd you graduate in college from? I have my bachelor's in biomedical chemistry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting. Yep. So biomedical chemistry, and then you come into the restaurant business. What led you into this restaurant, into the business field first? Yeah. Um, so originally, like my entire plan has been like nursing and healthcare. Um, I got into medical school. I, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then I was like, you know what? That just seems kind of wild to me. Like, I love it. I I worked as a nurse for three years, three and a half years um, Mm -hmm. throughout college, actually. Um, And then I came out here and I was like, you know what? I miss just waiting tables and bartending and serving, you know? So I'm going to do that for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I do love this because <laughs> like, um, this is this is how I started. My first job, my first official job was waitress. Um, and I started that when I was 14. It was, yeah, it was a journey for sure. Um, 
I did that all through high school, took the break through college, and now I'm back to it. And now I run a restaurant. So life is yeah. Life's so a journey. <laughs> tell us about what is Coffee Links. Yeah. Um, so Coffee Links started as a coffee shop specifically. Actually, I think. No, first off, they just started roasting beans and selling them at the farmer's markets. And And they are who? uh, Leon and Elizabeth are the owners. Um, They are a first-generation immigrant family from Mexico City. Um, Absolutely amazing, amazing people. Their kids, like their whole family. It's, It's very much so a family business. Um, you know, all their kids are involved. There's the two locations now. Um, like it's, it's just growing, like, honestly, like their family is, and it's just really cool to see and be a part of that. When you say roasting beans, because all of this, the coffee industry to me is totally new. Yeah. And I've had a little bit of experience, little, but just learning more about the coffee beans. So like, I didn't even know coffee beans come green. That's how ignorant I am. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we do that whole process ourselves. So we import green coffee beans, which are, um, so, like, the coffee plant has, like, beans, and then you dry them out and you um, cure them, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you take the husks off, you let them dry, you know, and then after, at that point, that's when we get them. Um, and we have like our big roaster, um, and we roast them to different, you know, medium to like dark roasts. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, there's blends and there's like the whole shebang of different, you know, the different, kinds of coffee beans from the different countries that we get and then just kind of creating our brand of the coffee. Um, so you do, you transport or you have different countries that coffee beans come in. So I know like Peru's one, right? What Peru, other, what other countries? Peru, Brazil, Mexico, Zimbabwe. Hold on. There's five of them. Guatemala and was that five? Hold on, I lost count. Yeah, I think so. Because you do, Zimbabwe, you do the five blend, like your house coffee is a fine a five blend, which is beans from each five of those different countries that mm-hmm. are imported in, and then you roast them together, mix them up, roast them together mm-hmm. to create the coffee. Yes. Yes, like it's called the five countries. Yeah, the house blend. The house blend. Yes, which people apparently die for. They love that. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. And I'm not a coffee drinker, but I have tasted a couple of just I've like, well, I've tasted some of the coffee, but just the beans. Like I was able just to like chew on a bean and just and flavor the coffee bean itself before it was ground down and things like that. There's a whole process to all of this. That is a technique. It's almost like a winery. Yes. Yeah. In the whole coffee business. Um, So coffee links and how did Leon and Elizabeth find you? 
Like, um, how, how did you get into the position of managing this brand new second location in Ogden, Utah? <laughs> Happy Links Cuisine. We're shouting out yeah. people, listeners, like, go check them out. But yeah. how did they find you? Um, so that is actually a really kind of funny story. Um, so I, the restaurant that I worked at previously to this, um, one of the, one of my coworkers was like, Hey, you know, looking for like another little part-time gig on the side, just as a barista. And she actually applied at the first location. Like we didn't even know that there was going to be two locations. We didn't know Coffee Lakes Cuisine existed. She just wanted to be a barista on the side, you know, of like working at the restaurant we worked at. Um, And then Leon was like, hey, you have like some kitchen managing experience. Do you want to like run this kitchen for me? And then she was like, oh, like what? You know, like I applied for a barista job. (laughs) Yeah. um, And then Leon's like, yeah, like I have this whole business plan and I have, um, you know, he's like, he's like, I need these people and whatnot. And she actually was like, hey, she kind of put me onto this job. Um, She's like, I know someone. She told Leon about me. Um, She's like, I know someone who would be great for your front of house manager and kind of stuff like that. And then um, she was like. Yeah. And then I'll run the kitchen. She can run the front. Um, And then I met with Leon and he was like, he's like, no, I want you to run the whole thing. (laughs) Like not just, not just like front of house service. He's like, I want you to be the general manager. Like I want you to be my right hand. Um, And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, Hmm because it was just it was crazy and i i remember that interview so distinctly with leon mm-hmm. uh, i've never been to an interview like that i've never worked for a man like leon and honestly i wouldn't run a restaurant for anybody except for him um uh, just like his passion and his goals for what we want to do are amazing you know like we already have we're we're branching between the coffee shop and the restaurant world and trying to create a space that kind of serves both and um you know helping out other local businesses in the area like we supply coffee beans to other restaurants i make food for other restaurants that is like really lucrative and makes money for me but you know it's also like supporting local like it's other coffee shops in the area you know like it's there is no prejudice there is no like I'm like we're here to help everybody and even like a part of one of my goals specifically is like with the food waste that happens in kitchens because there's always there's always food waste because restaurants are unpredictable you know, you, you order all this food and then, you know, it's a slow week. What are we going to do? Um, you know, and I was like, can I set up a program to like, be able to kind of prepare this food in a way, you know, like that salvages it. And so we don't have to throw it away and I can go like drop it off to 
foster homes, homeless shelters, women's centers, you know, places that, so it doesn't go to waste because that's like the, honestly, like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, yes. Um, I love the fact that you do that because there is a lot of waste that happens in the restaurant business. And I'm always wondering why can't we just, you know, yeah, give back to, to the shelters and to the homeless people. And, and I love the fact that you're doing that. And mm-hmm. Leon supports that, which is Leon and Elizabeth support, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and like right now, you know, like it's not quite at the level that I wanted to be at um, with, you know, serving that and creating the connections. Like it's a, it takes time to create a program like that. Um, but well, like, it's, even, it's, you've been in this position for how long? As manager? Uh, he hired me. I officially started at like the beginning of October. <laughs> yeah. So we're in three months. Yeah. Like seriously. So yeah. I'm like, kudos to you, girl, for what you've been doing and what you're doing and your goals and what you want to do. So I love that. And I think listeners, um, as you as you pay attention to what's being said, we can all help with that environment with the restaurant environment like be the you know hey how can we help can we transport the food to the people what can we do to help help other restaurants give back um because i know right now there's a shortage of people working there's a shortage of trying to find and that's my next question how do you find people employment (laughs) like that's the to me Um, that is like a headache in its own I like, you know, a big part of, you know, I'm, I'm the manager. My job is people. I do people all day. I do people every day, um, whether it's serving them, whether it's managing them. Um, sorry. See, I got all emotional talking about my, <laughs> um, it's, it's good, <laughs> but like, and I originally, I was very surprised that this is kind of where my life went uh because honestly if you ask anybody who grew up with me they'd be like Kristen managing what yeah like um but I I wouldn't trade it for the world like everything I think that it's all about investments you know everything that I invest everything Leon invests into me is his employee I get to invest into my employees and the people that I higher um as far as getting them in the door uh that's kind of just a chance that's a chance you know literally like somebody walks in that door they're 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 gonna be a great employee or they're gonna be a bad employee and you never you can kind of tell but you never really know (laughs) you know like interviews are um it's everybody presenting the best of themselves in an interview. Um, and that doesn't often come out in the day-to-day of their job. Um, so you have to just be able to, to gauge. And there's a big learning curve with that for me. Uh, you know, I've, I've done some interviews before, but like having an entire hiring process be on me is that was, that was the biggest learning curve I think so far, honestly. It's like going, um, it's a dating. It's like a dating. Yeah. 
thing that you're doing, that that relationship, and pretty soon the honeymoon's over, and then you're seeing the true person of who that person is, their work habits and what they do and and how they see things. And um, it's interesting in business because just my background with hiring people with our company back in the day, you know, and you build a relationship with them. And then all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I like them more as a person than as a worker because they're not performing my expectations. And so then it's hard to let that person go because you built that relationship. And um, I remember my ex now at the time said, you know, employees, you can hire anyone. Like Mm -hmm. employees come and go. And I always thought, oh, that's so rude. But it's true. Yeah. And being in that environment for those years of running our own company, I, I grasped that. And it was hard on me because I was over HR letting people going, it's not working. Yeah. And it's hard. And I hated that. And I hate confrontation. I hate, ugh, I hate that. <laughs> and it was like one of the hardest things I had to do. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'll just go help people <laughs> in that position. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's hard. It's hard as a manager to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And um, kudos to you because it's not an easy job. <laughs> That's, yep. I would, I would like to say that it is. And I'd like to say that I think that it'll get easier with time and experience. And I'm sure that a lot, a lot of aspects of it will, mm-hmm. uh, but some things will never become easier. And I think that that's one of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it is because you just know, you know, you build a relationship with someone and um, and it's hard because that relationship ends as soon as they walk out the door and then they either love you or they hate you. Most of the time they hate you because you just let them go. And I experienced that and I did not like it whatsoever. So it is, managing is a really hard thing. Listeners, we're getting ready to go into a break right now. Um, now Women Ignite, we're here with Kristen Vitter, and we're learning about the restaurant business and her as the manager and bringing the farm life into the table. We're going to dive into that a little bit deeper when we come back from break. Stay tuned. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
You're listening to Now Women Ignite. To be a guest on the podcast or connect with a host, send an email to Karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to today's podcast. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back to Now Women Ignite. We have been speaking with my guest today, Kristen Vitter, and her entrepreneurship from a Kansas girl, farm girl, moving into Utah. And she did it by throwing a, maybe a couple of times, but a little dart <laughs> onto the map. And she landed in Utah. And I was just laughing with her earlier going, I would be out in the middle of the ocean someplace if I did that. But anyway, we're excited to have her here. She is a young powerful woman. And I know she's pretty young. How old are you? I'm 22 years old. (laughs) She's freaking 22 years old. You guys, she's got her bachelor's. She was going to nursing school and she is to me, she's in powerhouse. And I look at this younger generation. Um, I mean, you're the age of my kids. You're younger than my kids. My kids are older than you. And I just realized how important it is for this younger generation, your generation to learn the parts of hard work and um people generations this day and you guys aren't gonna like what i'm gonna say you guys don't like to work hard you want things being given to especially in the area we live i believe that the that generation the you know 20s to 30s sometimes you feel entitled and a lot of that has to do with the parents and i take full responsibility as a parent for entitling my kids but Luckily, there is a balance between me and my ex, and we, um, my kids are hard workers and all successful, and they're giving back. And I think as a parent, that's what you want your child to do is always give back, not to take. And Kristen is a prime example of this 22 entrepreneur powerhouse of a woman who is here to serve. And she learned hard work from being farm girl. And (laughs) I love that about you. So as we bring in the farmland and the restaurant business, they go to me hand in hand because it's a 24 seven job. Yep. And you really don't ever get a day off. Do you? Um, not, not particularly. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I knew, I knew what I was getting into. I knew that even I was going to get phone calls at midnight. I was going to get, um, phone calls at four in the morning, you know, like you, it's, it's one of those things where I was like, you know what, but I, I love it. Like, you know, it's, it's an all encompassing thing. And I don't like farmlands or restaurants or honestly, any career that I've ever thought about, I knew that it was like a, um, it was going to like be a really big part of me. Um, you know, I've always thought about the people who work nine to five office jobs where it's, it's literally just, just that. Um, and you know, there's not real passion to it. You know, they, they find other areas of life to get their fulfillment in, you know, and I, I always kind of knew that my job needed to be a really big part of me. Um, and some people that sounds terrible and that it, you know, some people don't think that way, but I don't think in the opposite way. Um, 
you know, I think it, it completely depends on what you want out of life and how you work hard and how, you know, how you view all of that. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, I think it's important. Like I've told my kids, find your passion and make it into a career. Mm -hmm. Or get a career and make sure you find something you love about that career to have that passion. Because to me, it shows in your work environment. If you have love for what you're doing or you're passionate about what you're doing, it's not a job. Yeah. And I do that even with real estate. I love helping people and be a realtor. And it's like, you know, the real estate world is busy. It's like you're on this roller coaster ride and all of a sudden you're like busy, busy, busy. Contracts are due, deadlines are due. And it's like this rush, rush, rush. And then there's a lull and then another rush, rush, rush. And people look at me like, how do you do that? How are you, you know, talking to people and getting the best deals and this and that. But that is what motivates me. That That's my drive. Like I love that kind of stuff and helping people. And it, you, to me, it's so important but a majority of people in the world just work the jobs just to get through and, and good kudos to them because that's what makes them happier. That what, that's what they want. I mean, they've chosen that life, but I also believe that there's a way to create, um, create what you want. And you, in my eyes have done this with this position, managing position and bringing the, the farmland into the industry because into the restaurant business, because not only, I mean, you're in charge of the cookers and buying the food and making sure when things come that things, the produce and stuff like that, like you're checking all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you have to know your vegetables. You have to know <laughs> whole milk and skim milk and brava and um, 2% lactose and all that good stuff. And because then you have to teach everyone as you're doing that. Yeah. And so that has probably been a journey on its own. Yeah. Um, you know, taking my, taking my knowledge about all like that aspect of life with like food and how it's created and, um, you know, and bringing that into a restaurant is really funny because how like, um, we call them purveyors. So like um, all of my food salesmen that come in, they're like, hey, I can offer you this product at this price, you know, um, you know, all of that stuff. And I'll be like, I'm like, no, like, let's have an actual conversation about your production line. Like, I want to know, I want like, you know, I'm like, I know how this works. Like, I was like, you could look at me and be like, oh, she's just the GM. She just does the front of house, you know? I'm like, I don't even like, uh, my head chef is amazing. Like, I don't even have to do like a lot of the kitchen stuff. Um, but like, you know, those meetings I'm a part of and, um, and I'm like, no, like let's, and I, I mouths just drop. And I think that it's the funniest thing. <laughs> well, because like, I, look at I you. like, what? you're young, you're young, you're female. You're not supposed to know this stuff just because <laughs> is we're in this environment, which is the restaurant environment is more of a man power environment. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is more that way. And um, women like you stepping into empowering and saying, uh, no, I understand. And here I go. And you kind of call them out. I love the shock. Factor. I think it's important. <laughs> and um, and you do. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's way cool. So um, you have a why 
why do you love serving tables so much? Is one of your questions on this thing is, why do I love serving tables so much? Um, so actually, so this is like kind of like, I mentioned earlier that like the people who grew up with me think that this is like the most weirdest, wildest thing that I've done. Um, like, because, so my first serving job, I got it because like, I, I was shy, terrible, like social anxiety wrecked me to my core for like my entire childhood. Um, I would cry at like every family gathering, like going to school was terrible. I never wanted to go. Um, like, and I, I like when we'd go out to restaurants, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make my own order. Like my mom would have to order my food for me. Mm-hmm. If that was at a sit down restaurant or even if like, it was that was at McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. Um, I literally, like, I wouldn't do it. And I was 14 years old and mom was like, okay, we're done with this. Like, this is like, I'm sorry, but you gotta like grow up. Like you can't, you can't live your life like this. <laughs> like, and so she's like, you're going to get a waitressing job. She was like, we're going to throw you in the deep end. You're just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> like, um, because she's like, you're, I was like, you know, I think that at the beginning, I did not appreciate that life lesson at all, um, but she was right. Um, and now it's turned into my love and my passion. So I, it, you know, mom, shout out to mom. <laughs> um, and I've met your mom. And so I'm sure she's loving that. <laughs> um, but like, and so I, I remember my first time ever, every way I was training, it was my first shift. I cried 20 minutes in. Like I was just like, literally, it was mentally torture for me. Yeah. 20 minutes in that I'm like, I got to Like, I'm just crying at the table. Like not my boss is like, go, go, like, go, go do something like go in the back, go leave. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to like, you can't be crying in front of the tables, you know? Um, second night I made it 40 minutes in, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I came, my mom came, dropped me off. I was like, I don't want to go back. Nope. You're going back. Um, and bless, bless that woman who I, I literally try to embody her in what I do now. Dory Roth, I doubt I'm going to send this to her because I appreciate her more than any other woman in my life. I've never been treated with such patience because I think about like, if that happened to me now, if I was training somebody and I I was like, if they cried 20 minutes in, I'd be like, what on earth is going on? (laughs) Um, But literally just took the time and the patience. And I worked that job for four years um, and became I ran the catering events for them. You know, it became like a learned skill for me, like serving and communication and people skills is all learned for me. There's a lot of people who have natural ability, which I think that you do, Karen, (laughs) natural, amazing communication and talking to people. Um, But that is definitely not me. Uh, I learned all these skills. So for anybody who says that they're destined to be socially awkward is honestly wrong you can learn (laughs) and Um, I love that because you can 
Yeah. Like love is how my gift is. I'm, I love people. I love to talk to people. You want to hire me, Kristen? <laughs> Let me think about that. You're okay. hired. <laughs> but it's just like something I love and something I told my kids um, in high school, like they always worked for a business or a company, things like that. But there was a time each of them, I told them they need to go serve. They need to go become a, a waitress, a waiter and learn to serve, learn to communicate, learn to please people. And in order to do that, you have to make sure you're taking down the order right and that things are perfect. And if not, you, then you need to go and say, hey, I messed up. So that's how you learn is by communicating with people. And the other thing that's really important for me is when you go to a restaurant, the servers, the tips are so important. And my kids learn that. It's like when you go out and you have good service, you you pay those servers. Mm-hmm. And you give them that 20, 25% tip because that's what they're making. Yeah. And my kids, they came home understanding that even more so. And my kids tip well. And I just love that about them. And it's, it's a thankless job. And it's a hard job. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, as far as like tipping culture goes, I think that that's one of my, I I think it's in my head, I play like a game, you know? every table I'm like, I'm like, how, like, like, I'm like, what, what, what's the vibe here? You know, like, how am I going to get you the best service possible? Like, do you, are you, are you businessmen who don't want to talk to me? You just want to say your order. Great. Perfect. I'm going to make sure that this is all timed properly. Like your drinks are going to come out. Your food's going to get run right. All of that stuff. Your food's going to be prepared how you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, versus the people who want to have the conversations and want to get to know you like you stand there talking to your table for like 10 minutes to take their order which is a long time um but like people want that aspect you know finding out what people want from each table you know i think is so much fun um and then like the tipping is kind of like instant gratification for me it's instant feedback like if they didn't like me and my service, which happens to everybody, no matter how long that you've been doing this, no matter, you know, whether they had a great experience or not, some people are not going to tip you well. And that's just a part of it, you know, but then like, you know, there's the people who are like, I loved every bit of this. Here's a 25% tip or something like that. And it's just like instant gratification. Like I know exactly how well I did on each table. Yeah. You know, there it's instant feedback. Mm-hmm. Which and I love that too. Now with coffee links, so it's a cuisine. And you have you serve breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. And a sit down. Yeah. So the this is, there's, there's two sides to what I do. So the day side, um, we're open seven to three, seven days a week. Um, it's, it's a coffee shop. You come in, you order at the counter, we bring it out to you kind of cafe style, um, very casual, you know, I'm just literally trying to serve you the best cup of coffee and the best food that I can. Um, the service style, you know, friendly, welcoming, but I, I don't, I don't come do a lot of checkbacks. I'll, I'll bring you your water. If you need some more water, you know, always around for questions and to get you something. But, um, 
as far as table service goes, it, that doesn't happen during the day. Um, the night sign. So we're, we're just starting to open up um, our dinner service. So it's going to start on January 5th. Um, going to be full course. I will seat you. You will get your menu. Your server will take your order. Um, you know, traditional dinner service in awesome. that aspect, um, five to nine, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. So it's literally going to be a coffee shop that turns into a restaurant that serves steak and chicken and salmon tacos. And we have a quail dish that is to die for. I was very surprised. Like when the chef was like, I want to put this dish on the menu. I was like, that seems interesting, you know, especially for Ogden where we're from. Um, The food scene in Ogden and South Ogden has always been kind of interesting to me in Mm -hmm. that there aren't actually a lot of like mom and pop places like, you know, family owned, like there's a lot of chain restaurants. Right. Um, you know, especially when it comes to wanting like the faster counter service, you know, coffee shop, sandwich, salad, you know, I'm like, there's mm-hmm. not like local delis here. Um, and like being from Kansas, like you would think, like, yeah, it's a very spread out place. I grew up on a farm, you know, restaurants where it's not a frequent occurrence. Um, but even then we had like a Subway and a Sonic and everything else was locally owned, run, you know, the Mexican restaurant, the Chinese restaurant, the restaurant that I worked at, um, all of it was locally owned and operated and like completely independent. Um, and so I came here and I was like, there's like, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's like four restaurants that are like actually locally owned and like not a franchise exaggerating on that number, but yeah. um like, well, I was like, it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> And I love the fact that Coffee and Links has moved to South Ogden and that they are locals and that there's their entrepreneurs, Leon and Elizabeth, making this happy happen. And as we close, we have just a minute um, before we close this segment of the podcast. But one word of advice, Kristen, that you could give to our listeners today, what would it be? We've talked about a lot of things, I feel like. I know, (laughs) we have. I think that... If we go back, bringing like back to like hard work and stuff, just knowing that everything that you want in life is more than likely achievable. You know, there's, there's, there's some things that are completely out of our control, but it all does come down to hard work. Um, You know, from how I was raised to creating this business to, you know, I'm like, it's all about the effort that I'm willing to put in, you know, I am, I am in control. Um, and as a control freak, that's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I love that listeners, you get to choose, you get to create and you get to control your environment and what you want out of life. And with hard work, things can happen. Remember our affirmations for today. I choose to release the labels that do not serve my higher self. And the second one, just breathe. 
Now is the time for the power of women to set fire and shine brightly as we stand together as one, yet as our own unique, brilliant selves. Kristen, thank you for being on the podcast today. And listeners, continue to shine. Let your light shine so bright until next month, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now, Women Ignite can be heard monthly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We look forward to you joining us again.